kids these days. They don't they don't get the classic <laughs> <laughs> the classic dial up internet waiting for scary photos to load. Yeah. <laughs> we had to go find the scary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> now it just comes to you. Yeah, now it's just on your for you pages. <laughs> Kids have no work ethic. (laughs) I'm Paige. And I'm Megan. And this is Spooky Science Sisters. Hello, you're listening to Spooky Science Sisters, a podcast where we present to you a science-based and probably very giggly discussion on all things strange and unusual. In this episode, we are joined by Tyson Kemp to talk about internet urban legends, or in the past we've called it modern folklore, or whatever you want to call it. But you have heard Tyson before because he showed up in our last Halloween listener stories episode from okay, fall I of 2021. So. Yeah, I thought so. Okay. Yep, that was me. <laughs> I, gave, I gave Paige no information leading up to I'm meeting you all over again. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But Tyson's was probably by far our creepiest story from Mm -hmm. that episode. So, yeah. So we were excited about that. And now we're super excited to have you on the show. Tyson and I connected via TikTok and have gone live on there together a couple times. That's that's sort of the gist of it. Yeah, I'm not even sure like exactly when we connected. We just became mutuals at one point and then it just took off. Yes. Okay. So would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, including where they can find you and why you're interested in spooky stuff? So um, my name is Tyson Kemp. You can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Tyson Unkempt, a little play <laughs> on my last name. Um, I was I've always been drawn to the paranormal because I used to believe that I lived in a haunted house. Um, but over the years, I've come to develop a very skeptical and logical viewpoint as it pertains to that. And then it just sort of bled into other subjects as well. So I'm kind of a true believer turned skeptic in the world of the paranormal. And I like to take all of these details, synthesize it, turn it into a story. And yeah, Long story yeah. short, I'm just a skeptical gay Appalachian creator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So before we get to something spooky, Paige, you had a little bit of an announcement for spooky season. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so we wanted to remind everybody that is almost Halloween time, which means it's time for our annual Halloween listener stories episode, which is a great time to be talking about this now that. I am have confirmed that Tyson is the Tyson I thought he was. Yeah, there you go. What a weird little coincidence. I know. <laughs> um, so if you have a spooky story you would like us to share and we can try to debunk it, send it to us on either social media or our email at sisters at gmail.com. And if you could get it to us before October 17th, that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do our normal something spooky, which is something spooky that's happened to us since we recorded last. So Paige, do you want to start us off with yours, which I'm super excited about? Yes, I would love to. So if you've listened to any of our last couple of episodes, you would know that I have been dealing with 
a something in my house. <laughs> I call it I call it our ghost, but uh it's it's something and making some yeah. sort of noise. And Megan has been asking me for a while now to record it and I would try to and like it was just never loud enough. I couldn't get a good recording. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was this week. It was yeah. Like, it was yeah. like the day after we were there, so I was sort of pissed because I was like, "God damn it!" I was so yeah. close well, to hearing it. We never went to the basement while you were here. I had that thought. You guys made me stay upstairs and play board games, so I didn't get to hear. We the are ghost. trying to protect you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the day after they left, um, I was sitting downstairs, and it was the sound was so loud that like I had the TV on. My husband was in the office like next to or like connected to the like main living area that I was in and he had a game going on and like even he could hear it from the office it was very loud so I finally was able to record it yes and so now Megan has heard the sound and how would you describe (laughs) it Megan (laughs) you'll hear like a light thudding noise that sort of sounds like footfalls (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, do any pipes or vents kind of go, like, through that spot? Yeah, so the only thing that goes through that spot is, like, the ductwork um, for our, okay. like, heating or whatever. And we thought that maybe it was just, like, it expanding and contracting. But what's sort of odd about it is that, like, when you – so when you stand right by it, like, it it doesn't sound – we've, like, pulled the um, – like ceiling tiles and stuff. It doesn't really sound like it's coming directly from that. But even if it were, like it's happening all year round, like all the time. <laughs> so it just sort of seems weird that that would be where it's coming from. Is it happening when the, like, have you noticed it happening though when the ductwork is not, like when there's not air blowing through it? Yes. I guess that's my point is that yeah. like we don't always have like oh, the AC yeah. on. So like there are nights where the AC or like the heat or whatever is not on and like it's yeah. still doing it. Yeah. I mean, long story short, there's definitely like an explanation somewhere that yeah. about this, but we just haven't figured weird. it out. <laughs> we were convinced that there was like an animal living in there for a while. That's what I was going to say. Like yeah. maybe it's a pest. But yeah. it's been like a year. And so I would think that by now it would be dead. Yeah. <laughs> So we don't well, know. You said that it's loud. Like, what does loud mean relative to what? Because it's uh, very quiet in the video. So, like you said, it does sort of sound like footfalls. And, like, I would say it sounds like, I don't know how to explain this, but, like, it sounds like somebody who's, like, he- like heavy-footed, not somebody who's, like... Yeah. Like, it literally sounds like my dad is walking around <laughs> upstairs. <laughs> But like sort of in like a stompy, angry kind of way. And some nights it's quieter. Like that's the other thing. Like this last time, I would swear to you, it was like significantly louder than it normally is. Yeah. So we don't know. There's something like there is definitely an explanation. At some point, our house might just collapse. We don't know. But (laughs) (laughs) something weird is going on. Well, we will share the video of Paige's ghost with this episode. but. You know, we don't know. It's very weird. (laughs) (laughs) So, Tyson, what is your something spooky for this episode? Just as a preface, I know that this has to do with, like, airflow, air pressure, whatever. But it's been creeping me out that my basement (laughs) door keeps opening itself. And I really don't like it. It's an unfinished basement. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I oh. already, ha- yeah, I already have nyctophobia. So like dark places are not my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so my house itself is now saying, no, look at the dark, scary place. Um, <laughs> and to make things even worse, my laundry room is down in that basement and the basement only is underneath half of the house. It's like kind of built into a hill. The house is okay. so, um, in the basement, in the laundry room, there's a crawl space door to go underneath the other half of the house. It's just like for pipes and vents and stuff like that. And now that door is opening by itself and it's just cobweb city. It's disgusting. Oh no. It's scary. I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, not great. <laughs> yeah, sometimes those things are creepy, even if you know exactly why they're happening. Like, yeah, still don't like it. No, I would, I would, I would be uncomfortable. And I will have to take a picture of this, but the previous tenants um, that lived here, I believe that they had a kid. I'm not sure, but there <laughs> is a smeared handprint next to that uh, crawl space door. Oh, no. <laughs> nope. And I, it doesn't help. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be Paige's nightmare. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, exactly. <no. laughs> But that's that, that's my something creepy, yeah. Yeah, okay. it's that, definitely creepy. That's a, that's a solid one. <laughs> uh, what about you, Megan? So mine is mostly just sweet because it has to do with my kid liking birds. <laughs> but the other night, uh, while we were watching The Bachelor, actually, actually, I didn't set up to watch The Bachelor. Uh, she came out of her room after she was like, was supposed to have been asleep for a while. And I hear her open her door and I go out in the hall and she says, I think I'm a little scared. And like, she's not actually scared. It's just like any time that she can't sleep right now, it's like, I'm a little scared. I think you're not though. (laughs) Like you're just, this is just stalling. Anyway, so she says, I think I'm a little scared. And then she says, there's something outside of my window. And I'm like, what the fuck? (laughs) but then she explained to me that she had heard the owl that lives in our neighborhood and so like the first time that we heard this we opened up her windows and watched it because it likes to perch on the neighbor's roof so it was out on the neighbor's roof and so we watched the owl for a little bit yeah i don't know why she said like i think i'm a little scared i'm gonna do that next time i'm at your place for the night i'm just gonna <laughs> knock on your door it's like i think i'm a little scared there's something outside my window <laughs> please don't i mean if it's outside of alice's window it's also outside of the guest room window. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah but you'll learn in uh in this episode that apparently if she was if we were in appalachia i'd be like don't look out there or else oh, whatever's God. out there is gonna get you <laughs> okay (laughs) i may have seen a lot of irritating tiktoks about that this week pop up so i have a lot of feelings about it (laughs) as do i (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay so we can jump into i don't know internet folklore modern folklore creepypasta stuff (laughs) and if you have listened to our bonus episode that we released on spooky caves that we did with Sarah. What you might remember is that we talked about feral people with her and this whole idea of, you know, we're inventing this new folklore on the internet essentially, but also that, you know, it's not that different from what people have been doing for 
hundreds of years by invoking monsters or the paranormal or whatever to deal with their fears. So that's sort of the overall lesson here. So if you don't want to listen to the rest of this episode, you're done. You've gotten the take home. (laughs) (laughs) TLDR. TLDR. (laughs) We're doing the same things (laughs) over and over again. (laughs) Okay. So we are going to talk about a little bit of I guess we're going to start with creepypastas. All righty. So creepypastas. These are horror-related legends that have been shared on the internet. They typically are accompanied by like scary photos of some sort, which is really what helps them go viral because who doesn't love a scary photo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I have looked at, I don't know, I feel, I feel like I've seen like a million various like cracked articles from 15 years ago that were like here are the five scariest things on the internet or whatever so yeah yeah that was probably my introduction (laughs) (laughs) i used to well my mom used to work concession stands at our elementary school when i was a kid and she just sort of commandeered the cafeteria and the cook had a computer in her office and i would spend an entire morning, an entire afternoon, looking through every single ghost picture I could find. And be like, <laughs> we're talking like Angel Fire, like Geo Cities, yeah. like, yeah, deep in the ancient ruins of the internet, finding all the orbs, all the silhouettes. It, would, it was broad daylight in my own school, and I was like two seconds away from pissing myself, but I just kept doing it. <laughs> amazing kids these days they don't they don't get the classic (laughs) the classic dial-up internet waiting for scary photos to load (laughs) we had to go find the scary stuff (laughs) now it just comes to you yeah now it's just on your for you pages (laughs) kids have no work ethic Uh, some people argue that the first like creepy pastas really began in the 90s when the first chain emails were being sent around. But the first like true creepy pasta is from 2001, and it is Ted the Caver. And so, you guys said that you knew about Ted the Caver, yeah? Yes. Once I saw you put it on here, I. Like I looked it up because I wanted to know what it was, and then I didn't take any notes on it because I was like, that's Paige's problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like once I read it, I was like, oh my God, I I totally remember reading the story and thinking that it was really creepy and good. So yeah. It was very detailed. I remember yeah. seeing um so I mean, detailed. <laughs> yeah, like it was like reading a novel. And at that mm-hmm. time I was actually reading the book, um, The Descent, and so oh, that didn't no. help either. No. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yes, as as was mentioned, it is like very, very detailed. There's a whole journal very well documented, I guess. Um lots of photos. <laughs> So this is like a very short synopsis of what happened, and I linked the full journal, and I guess Megan will link the full journal in the show notes. Um, So if you want to learn more about it, it will be there for you, but... You should go read it, because it is, well, like, there's a reason that it was, like, 
went viral on the internet before viral yeah. was a thing. <laughs> so yeah, short summary, Ted and a friend enter a cave that they'd explored before and they wanted to do this to find out was what was on the other side of this opening that they had found. And it was an opening that was like barely large enough to slide an arm through. And there are photos of all of this. So yeah. like, how did they get through the opening if they could only fit their arm through? Oh, we'll get there. <laughs> um, so after their journey, Ted posts, like I said, this online journal and so they're there. They, you know, a month later come back with tools. They start to chip away at this hole. And eventually they chip away enough of it so that Ted can fit his whole body through it oh, and explore. Right. Okay. This is all, this is all bringing back memories. It's all coming back to you now. <laughs> um, and it's documented that while they're digging, they hear some strange noises. Uh, but once Ted enters, he says he finds some hieroglyphics suggesting that he is not the first person to explore this area. Oh, of course, because yeah. the Egyptians were there. <laughs> so, um, they br- so they bring a friend to confirm. Now, there are already two of them there, so I, I can't say that I really understand why they're bringing this third friend. Like, why doesn't the other friend just go in? I don't know. <laughs> but they bring a third friend, or a, a second friend of Ted's, I guess. And so this person goes in, and when he emerges from the hole, he's not feeling well. He's acting sort of weird, so they take him home. Uh, they don't really know what's wrong with him. But, like, Ted needs to go back, obviously, right? So he does. Uh, so, of course, Ted goes back. And when he's back, he reports several strange noises, uh, putrid smell filling the cave. Side note, if you find a cave and it smells bad and you hear weird shit inside and you feel like you feel weird afterwards, it's probably toxic gas. Like, yeah, like, don't maybe don't go back go in. Go in that cave. <laughs> Ted is not the example to use here, people. (laughs) Ted does it, though. (laughs) Well, Ted might deserve what's coming to him. (laughs) So at some point during this, his helmet falls off because, of course, it does. And the light on his helmet breaks. So now he's down here with no light, which like F that. That's when I'm getting out. (laughs) But he has some green glow sticks. So he's like, nah, this is cool. Like, this is fine. So he sticks around um, and on his way out, he reports that something is pulling on his ropes to pull him back into the darkness. Ew. Then he leaves. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So... He gets out okay. He goes home, uh, claims to have a lot of nightmares about this. But you know what he's got to do. He's <laughs> got to go back. And so he does. Um, so he decides to go back. And the final entry in his journal is from May 19th, 2001. And it ends with him saying, see all of you soon with lots of answers. Love, Ted. And that's it. Ooh. It's such a good one. Even just your short summary, it's really good. But also, this is me making a mental note. Tyson, you're going to help me remember (laughs) 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 that when May 19th rolls around again, we're bringing back Ted the Caver on TikTok. (laughs) So do you guys want to know? I looked looked up our boy Ted the Caver. Excellent. And... I, this might ruin some of the fun, but I'm going to tell you, and we can decide if we want to cut it out. He <laughs> is alive and well. Okay. Um, he is a real life caver. Oh. And he was just like starting a blog to like share some of his, you know, 
adventures, his explorations with friends uh-huh. and thought it would be funny to just, or like thought it would be fun to just like embellish a little bit on a story or two. So and it just, just like, like trying to fuck with his friends. I, it's what it sort of sounds like, but like, he's basically said he sort of loves that the story like took off the way it did. What? I love that. Yeah. I do too. (laughs) He's like never gone back. Like, even if you look at the last time the journal or the website was updated, it still says May 19th. So like, if you didn't look him up, you might think he's actually dead. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, it was pretty cool. So that's Ted the Caver. So I guess we're going to keep going with... Uh, some more creepy pasta and like what it has <laughs> evolved <Yeah>. into. <laughs> I should have talked about this earlier, but it's I, fine. It's fine. So I think we talked about this in a previous episode, but creepy pasta, um, the name or the term was coined by 4chan, which like no surprise there. <laughs> <laughs> it's the word creepy plus copy and paste. Boom. Now you got creepy pasta. Yeah. I don't think I've ever been on 4chan, by the way. Like, maybe I've gotten linked there once for one of these stories, but I, other than that, I don't even... Isn't it just, like, all Nazis now? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, That's, I know... Yeah. <laughs> I know it had gotten, like, pretty weird um, when I was in college, because I know, I think at that point, like, Elliot was still sort of on 4chan, but was, oh, like, getting Elliot. kind of... Well, hold on. It was, like, before it was, like, totally disgusting. Maybe it was high school. Next year, eventually, us he listens to Joe Rogan. No. <laughs> but he um, got grossed out by it, so he stopped going. Okay. Good for you, Elliot. <laughs> so from that... Uh, they've created creepypasta.com. There's a creepypasta wiki. Uh, there's a no sleep subreddit, which I have been on once or twice. Yeah. And like, there's also a podcast that does no sleep stories. But it's important to note that like most of these sites, if not all of them at this point, encourage people to share scary stories, whether they are true or completely fictional. So, yes. And we've talked about no sleep before and that part of the like rules of going on that subreddit is everything's real like you're not allowed to go on there and write in the comments of someone's story like oh this is fake like this didn't happen you're just supposed to suspend your disbelief and like everything is real but like i've said before i think it like gets beyond that (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) as it spreads around yeah and again We're just doing the same thing that we've been doing for millennia, right? We tell stories, scary stories around campfires, and now it's like, oh, now we're telling them around the glow of our computer screens. (laughs) But as I was looking into some of the ones that we're going to talk more specifically about for this episode, I don't think I really realized that things like Slender Man or like potentially the rake have like morality lessons tied to them. Like they're going after specific people who have done bad things. So yeah. So in that way, again, it just makes it like, you know, vampires were moral panics and all this other stuff throughout history. So we're, uh, we're doing the same thing that we've been doing forever. And it's also in my opinion that as they go viral and they spread around, they get, removed from their original and like very obviously fictional source and then people start like having sightings of them or talking about them as if they're real so yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right so it's slender man time yeah which we've talked about once before 
Yeah. And like, here's the thing. These notes might sound familiar. (laughs) (laughs) We're not saying we copied the same notes from when we talked about it before, but. We're also not saying we didn't do that. (laughs) I added some stuff to it. Yeah, you did. You did. It's fine. Um, So, yeah, as we already alluded to, uh, we talked about this briefly before during our Boogeyman episode. And I think we talked about it a little bit during our Black Eyed Children episode, maybe. Uh, it might have come up. Yeah, I think there was another one, but who knows which one it was. Yeah. So, Slenderman. <laughs> uh, he was <laughs> the man, the legend, uh, um, was created online in 2009 as part of a Photoshop contest thread in the Something Awful forums by Eric Knudsen, uh, but he actually went under the username Victor Surge, and... <laughs> Victor Surge. <laughs> what? I'm sorry. It sounds, it sounds like a name. porn name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the one that that creepy congressman used, like Carlos Danger or whatever. <laughs> Victor Surge. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Eric. <laughs> this is a great <laughs> username. <laughs> it's awesome. It is kind of awesome. Uh, <laughs> I've seen, so I was popping around and there's some like podcast interviews with him and like he just, just owns Victor Surge. Excellent. I love it. So the contest invited users to create paranormal images through Photoshop and Surge posted two photos of a tall shadowy figure haunting children at play, which like creepy uh (laughs) i had a thought and then it fell out of my brain (laughs) um so stories of the slender man commonly feature him stalking abducting or traumatizing people particularly children and slender man can induce memory loss insomnia paranoia distortions of the mind and incidences of teleportation Excellent. He is sometimes portrayed as a, quote, dark guardian angel who is sent to rescue children from abusive families or from bullies. So that's sort of like the, I don't know, morality attached to this (laughs) modern myth. Uh, On the other hand, he's also sometimes seen as like a violent figure towards children who eats them. So. It's a little bit of both. He can't decide. He can't nail down a purpose. (laughs) (laughs) And you always know when he's going to be around because your electronic devices start to malfunction, which is another key aspect Ah. to this. There's a a little warning sign. I never knew that. Well, actually, you know what? I should have, though, because I played the Slenderman video game and that does happen. Yeah, in uh, Slender, the eight pages, whenever you're too close to Slenderman, um, yeah, your screen just becomes staticky and it makes it impossible for you to navigate yeah. and you're you're screwed at that point. You die. Is that the yeah. name of the game? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. I've, I've, I played it, but I never knew what it was called. It wasn't <laughs> someone else bought it and I just played it. <laughs> I've seen clips from it and like always thought I should play it, but... It's pretty scary. Yeah. Then we played... 80 hours of phasmophobia instead. (laughs) I was going to say that uh, manipulating or making electronic devices malfunction is like 
I mean, that's just like classic ghost shit. So yeah, yeah. Fair it's, enough. it's the ghost is hunting you this time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so there was like Tyson mentioned, there was a video game. I don't know if it was ever super popular, if it's more like a cult classic kind of thing. Uh, but there was also a movie, Slender Man, which I have never watched. Have either of you seen it? No, I spared myself the torture. Um, <laughs> it's one of the worst reviewed movies of this decade. It's yeah, it's supposed to be apparently really bad. horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the timing, the timing of that release is just what gets me to, which I guess we're going to get to later. But yeah. w- like, wow, the insensitivity there. Oh yeah, yuck. Yeah, so it's it's not long after. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> spoiler alert! After there's a, a murder related to Slender Man, yeah, it's supposed to be really bad. And like, why watch this terrible fictionalized version when you can watch the HBO documentary about the murder that happened, which is just very terrifying <laughs> for like real life and different reasons. <laughs> so. I mean, here's the thing, though. I have not watched the Slenderman movie for the same reasons because it is apparently terrible. But, like, mm-hmm. I will watch it at some point. Like, I gotta. Oh, yeah. I mean, you just say the word and we'll do it. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Even bad, scary movies are good movies. I said it. That's true. I know. I'm trying to think, <laughs> like, they're, yeah. There's a, we've got a whole, <laughs> your brother and I have a whole, like, uh, scale of, what constitutes a good movie based on its genre and its Rotten Tomato score. And it's like, if a horror movie can manage like a 30%, like that's a pretty good horror. Movie. I'm watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I would be willing to go lower than that personally. Oh, we've but... <laughs> definitely gone. Lo- we've gone lower. And then I've watched it and been like, this is perfectly fine. Like, right, why this is a great being... scary movie. <laughs> yes. I, Anyway, this this is a whole other episode that we did, but people are biased against horror movies and they don't get the recognition that they should. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) After watching Midsummer, I was livid that it did not receive a single Oscar nomination for the acting. Yeah, that's absurd. uh, Absolutely absurd. Yeah. Uh, Especially because it came out, it was the same guy who did Hereditary and like that did get recognition but it's almost like they were like well we tossed you this bone so like nothing else for you yeah (laughs) right they were like well like we recognized misery was a movie like 30 years ago so like that's good enough like no more (laughs) yeah so hopefully hopefully i'll i'll live to see the next uh wait no get out one the movie get out actually that would that did really well the oscars did really well it didn't win Best picture though, but um, but Parasite did, right? Yeah, yeah, and that but sort like, of counts. It's more it of a thriller. Sort of counts. Yeah. All right. Anyway, this is we're 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 off in the woods now. <laughs> <laughs> Get out, because it's Back. Appalachian. It's nighttime. <laughs> um, <laughs> Slender man's approaching. God damn it! Uh, <laughs> seriously though, like if my lights flickered right now or my mic started to do something weird, like I would I leave. Would, I would probably pee my pants. <laughs> like if I just if I just go like calm silent over here, like just assume that something crazy's happened, and I'm like I'm. In my car, driving somewhere. All we hear is the weird tapping from your house. Oh, that's that. I'm not going to be 
be able to sleep tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that literally just gave me chills. Why I know, am I me so too. freaked out? <laughs> it's like hearing Ted the Caver again. It was like, ooh. Uh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So things go off the rails when on May 31st of 2014, why is everything in May with these creepypasta stories? Anyway. Uh, two 12-year-olds, Morgan Geyser and Anissa Wire, conspired to kill their friend, Peyton, I think it's Leutner. Anyone? No? We don't know. Leutner? 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 I don't know. We're going to say Leutner, and we'll just call her Peyton from here on out. But they do this because they believe that it will allow them to become disciples of Slenderman. After a sleepover to celebrate Morgan's birthday... The two girls, so Anissa and Morgan, uh, lured Peyton into the woods in a park nearby Morgan's house, and they stabbed her 19 times. And, uh, Lord, like, I can't, it's crazy. But Morgan and Anissa get picked up by police a few hours later, and obviously the policeman notices the blood on their clothes, and they admit what they've done, and they get taken into custody. And thank goodness Peyton survives the attempted murder. Like there's all sorts of stuff about how she got super lucky that nothing hit major organs and like they were using a relatively small knife. But yeah, just that poor girl. Like she thinks that these are her best friends. And then they lured her into the woods and tried to murder her. What makes all of this even worse is that Morgan and Anissa had planned that out for months. Yeah. Like they would even speak openly in front of her using code words talking about her <gasps> own murder. Oh, oh, I forgot about that detail. Oh, and that's why I was saying that the HBO documentary is so scary because the interrogation or the interview footage of Morgan and Anissa is just absolutely chilling <laughs> to watch like it's just it's very sad and it's just yeah things things were not going great for them mentally at the time yeah <laughs> um something that i do like about this story is the fact that after peyton's recovery um she has since stepped up and she's become very outspoken about the potential harm that things like creepypastas have when people take them seriously yeah and Something else that I like is that the uh, Creepypasta website actually, um, after that tragic uh -huh. incident, they decided that they would make it abundantly clear and put a disclaimer on their site that these stories are fictional. Yeah. Do not take these yeah. stories seriously. Yeah. Um, there is a silver lining to this story, but it's still creepy and tragic no matter how you look at it. Right, right. And like part of the problem, like I said, is, you know, it's you're not just seeing these things on the Creepypasta website. Like they've gotten spread so far <laughs> yeah so yeah so it's it's i think it's easy for them to say like oh these are clearly fake but like they're not always presented that way like hence a lot of my annoyance on tiktok frequently <laughs> i blame the blair witch the marketing to make oh. it seem as real as possible i think that just sort of took hold to think that something like that could actually happen and then people just like gripped onto that and just yeah they took that marketing strategy and ran with it for years to come <laughs> <laughs> yeah what year did that movie come out i think that was 99 or 2000 something like that it was, I think it was still the 90s. 1994 
Ooh, Wait, that's, hold on. No. Hold on. Hold on. No way. 94, I was only, but that's when they, that's when they filmed it. So that's why uh, they, when they filmed, filmed it in 94. Like when it's supposed to be set. Um, maybe, maybe, but anyways, know. 99 is when it was released. Yeah. But like, clearly okay. those people read Ted the Caver. <laughs> yeah. They did I, some like guerrilla no, marketing. Cause that was 2001. I literally don't know what year it is or what's happening anymore. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I've never seen Blair Witch cause I don't think I, I've tried and I get motion sick. <laughs> So that's fun. Yeah. We'll uh, hook you up with those, some of those glasses that yeah. work for motion sickness and have you watch it. Although it it's feels like, like a movie that I really need to watch, but I, I can't. <laughs> yeah. It's unclear if you'll like it. Like Steven didn't like it from the get go. I've always had a soft spot for it because I like found footage and it's the original, but it's, I don't know. It's, it's like a, I, I don't know. The product of its time is not the right way to put it, but it was like, (laughs) I feel like it doesn't hold up to all the movies today in terms of like being that scary or anything. Yeah, definitely did not age well, but like for its time, like going into it, like there was nothing else like it. And the acting was actually pretty good. Yes. Yeah. And they did such a good job with, like Tyson said, the guerrilla marketing and like the way they filmed it. Like you believed that this was just people with, you know, handheld cameras going into the woods. You're like, did they do this or not? (laughs) They even put up missing posters, like missing people posters of themselves. Like that's how into it they were. Oh, Oh, really? (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) It's kind of fun though. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Damn it though. (laughs) I've started this whole thing. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. But anyway, Back to Slenderman and Morgan and Anissa's poor life choice. This whole thing is just like, it just doesn't feel, again, the theme of these is always like, we're just doing the same things that we've been doing for hundreds of years. Cause it does not feel that dissimilar to me as like people doing, doing horrible things in the name of religion or like other you know, fanatical beliefs that they hold. Like I thought of like Annalise and Mikel's parents basically allowing her to starve to death because they believed that she was possessed by a demon. There have been like other cases of not great, like treatment of children uh, or even deaths because like the parents have believed that there was like something demonic or whatever going on. Um, But in the case of Morgan and Anissa, they, uh, Morgan is eventually diagnosed with early onset schizophrenia, which is apparently also something that her dad suffered from. But both girls are ultimately found not guilty on the basis of mental defect, and they are committed to mental institutions. Uh, Anissa is given 25 years to life, and Morgan is given 40 years to life. But Anissa has since been released. I think she's 19 years old now, and she will be supervised though until and like under psychiatric care until she's 37 years old. So, you know, she's basically on parole from being committed. And yeah, I don't know. I like, this is an extreme example and there was definitely like a mental health component involved. Although like, you know, that doesn't mean that 
yeah, like just, just because you struggle with like mental health issues doesn't mean you're a violent person. So I don't want to place too much emphasis on that, but like I was definitely reading really creepy stuff when I was this age. And it's like, I don't know, maybe it's the whole thing with like, I hate to sound like oral kids these days, but it just, there's like so much more access to all of that stuff. And like, I mean, you know, Tyson, you were joking around about how stuff like it's just brought to you via your for you page, but like, it is absolutely accurate that like, there's just a constant stream of that and rabbit holes that you can go down. And like, more sadly, I know they've done experiments where they've like started fake accounts as if they were teenage boys. And it takes like, it's like the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but like, how many video swipes does it take you to like get to alt-right TikTok? And it's like, it's very low (laughs) for like white teenage boys and whatever TikTok thinks that they should see. So it's like, not that I would have like murdered one of my friends or anything, but it's like, I see how at this time in your life, you're so impressionable. I just, I didn't have as many resources to get myself in trouble, I guess is my point. (laughs) And everything is just so immediate these days. Like, yeah. like, whereas like back then, like I say back then, like it was so long ago, but I mean, like <laughs> this, so much has changed in just the past decade. Yeah. I mean, you just take a few like, like swipes on TikTok, and like, boom, here's a new thing to be afraid of. Like literally <laughs> at the point of filming this, the new thing to be afraid of is a zombie outbreak. And I'm like, okay, like what's after that? I just, I don't know what my point is. Not that I'm defending what they did or anything. It's just like, there are a lot of things going on here. And I just think it makes kids, it makes it so much easier for kids to get into places they shouldn't be. So moral of the story is like, just be vigilant parents. (laughs) This is becoming a moral panic episode. (laughs) It's not what we want to do. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply the fuck is the momo challenge (laughs) oh yeah so it's actually a perfect time it's actually like the perfect time to bring this up so do you do either of you remember this no i know the picture of momo but i don't know i don't know the challenge okay well now i'm looking it up you've got to look up the picture of momo that's important if you've not seen it and then let me know when you're looking at it, Megan. Do I have to just look for Momo challenge? If you literally just search Momo, it'll be like the first <laughs> image. Oh, wait. I maybe have seen this before. So the image itself is actually from, I believe it's like a Japanese like horror film. Um, like, oh, crap. Why can't I think? It's... um. Is it the one with the slip mouth woman? Yeah, but I believe it's like a, um, uh, I'd have to look it up, but it's like some performance company that like created this character. Uh, and like, that's what they use as this Momo picture. But the Momo <laughs> challenge itself was apparently like, and I, I think it actually ended up in videos um, where it was like, 
you would be watching like Peppa the pig on YouTube and boom, Momo would pop up. And so like <laughs> there were these YouTube videos, like Them apparently <laughs> yeah, people were like supposedly putting this photo in children's videos on YouTube. But That's then mean. like there was apparently <laughs> the challenge had something to do with like reaching like texting this number or something where you were like contacting momo and yeah, then apparently it sounds like a number on whatsapp <laughs> yeah and then like apparently there would be like these like um dares or challenges or something that that they would require the children to do which like eventually would get more and more dangerous and then there were all these these uh people saying that kids were committing suicide oh because God. of the momo challenge did and anyone apparently, actually do it or is that just like what people are saying it sounds like i looked a little bit i didn't dig too far into it because i figured i could talk about it forever so i kept it pretty <laughs> short but yeah. um it sounds like like none of that was actually happening <laughs> But there were actual like warnings going out to parents telling them to keep their kids off YouTube. This is like 2019 because there was like this big scare that like kids were going to start getting really violent or, you know, potentially attempting suicide. And Uh, yeah, all. And apparently this is something that's like there's been like it's happened more than once. It just the most recent Momo challenge happened in 2019. So who knows? It might come back. So. Oh, like she she's only around sometimes and then shows starts to show up in videos. Well, yeah, it seems like like basically, you know, it's like one of those things where people get bored of it and then eventually I think just bring it back is is my understanding. Okay. But like Momo the photo, that is like a <laughs> the new a new thing. Like the the Momo challenge was a thing before this photo existed. Oh. So. Okay. But yeah. So talk about kids being impressionable. Like it doesn't sound like any kids were actually doing anything here, but like, can you imagine you're like four watching Peppa the pig and this fucking thing pops up? That's mean. That would ruin my life. Right. Like it scares the shit out of me and I'm a 30 year old woman. Yeah. They don't do the jump scare videos as much as they used to. Or like, maybe I'm just not on parts of the internet where that's still a thing. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I remember like getting those videos where all of a sudden that whatever, like woman, witch thing would pop up and scream at you Mm -hmm. (laughs) at like triple the volume of the original video. you always knew it was coming and yet for some reason you still watched them. Yeah. Yeah. That reminds me. In our first apartment, Steve is my husband. Paige already knows because it's her brother. Listen, I'm struggling over here. Um, <laughs> um, anyway, in our first apartment, we were watching YouTube videos and we got, we literally, this is the perfect story for this episode, you guys. So our first apartment and we got like sucked down this rabbit hole of like, can you watch the Wizard of Oz and like see the guy who hung himself in the background? Like you guys remember this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I honestly, like, I, f- I think it's been debunked. I'm pretty sure it's been debunked. Like, no one could find any records of this being a thing that happened. But admittedly, again, a topic for another day. But we were watching this. We went down that rabbit hole. And then we pulled up a YouTube video where they're like, you can see it. <laughs> and the sound was, like, turned down really quiet. We were watching it on big screen TV because... 
we had Steven's computer plugged into it and halfway through it switched to like 10 times the volume, like some like witch coming out and screaming at you really loud and like looking like she was moving at the screen. I am positive that like several years got knocked off. (laughs) We had the volume so loud. (laughs) I'm shocked that one of our hearts did not explode. But anyway... I've totally lost track of where we are right now. (laughs) The rake. Okay. We're going to talk about the rake, which I think Tyson, you actually, like, I don't, it's funny because I know about Slender Man. I apparently knew about Ted the Caver, even though I had locked that away in my little brain, but I didn't, I like, I've, I had never heard of the rake before you and I sort of like started early talking about this episode and, and you brought that up as an option. So Yay for learning about something new (laughs) and spooky is the point. But the rake, surprise, surprise, first appears on 4chan in 2005 and is a large hairless dog-like creature over six feet tall, but like is also portrayed as humanoid. So it's a little unclear what it looks like. Yeah, the dog-like description always caught me off because every depiction yeah. I've seen of it, it's, like, humanoid. Yeah, but, like, dog-like was from, like, the official, like, creepypasta, whatever. But I guess I didn't go to 4chan to look at what the original description I'm, like, was. pretty sure when they say dog-like, they just mean that it on all like, fours. walks on all fours. Another thing that I think the dog-like characteristic comes in, um, I read something that said when the rake speaks, it sounds the way a dog sounds when a dog tries to make a human word like i, <laughs> I hate that so, so like you know how people can be like get their dog to like make a sound that sounds similar to like i love you yeah, yeah. um apparently that's the way the rake sounds when the rake speaks i hate oh. that that might have explained some of the tiktok videos oh god earlier during this i think there was one where they're like supposedly filming the rake like way out in a field and yeah there like started to be some bizarre like yelling ish noise and i guess that was supposed to be the rake but anyway (laughs) i can send you send that to you guys later don't worry about it okay so we don't know about dog like or really maybe what that means it's either how it sounds or that it's on all fours or it's both but stalks the woods of New York, but also sometimes Idaho, apparently, because there's a story about an Idaho set, uh, I mean, sighting. That makes sense. They're pretty close yeah, to each other. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Maybe, I guess the rake like, can also teleport. So our, He has yeah. relatives in Idaho. It's fine. Yeah. Like, he's <laughs> friends with Slender Man. He got, he got a teleportation ride. <laughs> idaho anyway (laughs) maybe there's like a a little like segue or something in that um in ted's cave that the rake goes down into that goes straight to idaho that sounds right yeah there is a whole thing like the all the caves in the u.s are like connected Uh. by underground (laughs) 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 which actually isn't that the premise of a the descent no of us us oh. and um so not not the movie the descent but the book the descent oh okay um, it also has that same idea where the whole world's connected by underground tunnels oh good lord i well pe- people on the internet also think that. <laughs> okay 
But uh, much to my dismay, the rake is not to be confused with a rake of the Bridgerton variety. <laughs> Which I think just means like a promiscuous single man. I Admittedly, I did not Google, but like that is my impression from watching Bridgerton. <laughs> Which is such a good source. But as the legends go, stories and encounters date back to as early as the 12th century. But the rake is most associated with sightings supposedly starting in 2003 in rural New York. And also there happen to be, um, obviously they're fake, but um, alleged logs from a Spanish seafaring ship hundreds of years ago. Okay. And as these logs go on and on, he um, writes more and more about this horrible creature with wet hands and black eyes. Ooh. And as these logs continue, his writing becomes less um, legible to the oh. point where he's just writing gibberish. And there's also allegedly... Um, we're talking like pilgrims, like OG colonizers. Um, <laughs> there's like diary entries or letters from somebody. Um, and I guess he was saying that it came and it took everything. And it's a, like alluding to the rake. So, oh. yeah, they, they really, really did their homework on creating this monster, which I appreciate. Yeah. I mean, I yeah, I like a good, well-researched <laughs> <laughs> scary Monster. story flesh out the the background here um yeah and i'm sure there's like a rake roanoke crossover somewhere <laughs> oh <exists>. my god <laughs> they took everything and everyone obviously okay anyway if you look the rake in the eyes apparently that is what makes you its next target <gasps> have you seen the movie tick or not oh my god i almost said <laughs> tiktok <laughs> yeah, uh uh hey, hey, hide and uh, truth or dare i think it's called hide and seek who truth or dare i don't remember <laughs> <laughs> this is i think the problem is there's one called like truth or dare and one called hide and seek and they both came out with, like within like, a couple years like, of each other the, is that the one with shane dawson I don't know. <laughs> okay, like he's just a really big YouTuber, and he made a really crappy. Um, oh. He made a really crappy horror oh, movie. Oh, okay. I yeah. sorry, Shane. I we're too we're too old for that. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Tyson think is younger. So. <laughs> um, but Truth or Dare, I think, is the one. Okay. Okay. Never mind. I, this I, is not at all what I remember this movie being. <laughs> <laughs> I like would swear that this movie was like you i think it's they're playing truth or dare and like if you pick dare something then you become the next target and then you have like a scary face and you do scary things but <laughs> i've had a really bad story so we'll just move on <laughs> based on that description it just sounds like my freshman year of college like <laughs> Lord. <laughs> no, I have not seen that movie, but I am not clear that I'm going to put it on the list. <laughs> you mean I didn't sell it? I mean, <laughs> I, I, Paige, I would like to see Truth or Dare Hide and Seek. It sounds great. <laughs> Where they make some scary faces at things. <laughs> and they do bad things. Yes. <laughs> I'm 
promise. It's like I was thinking that like if you looked the thing in the eyes, like then you became the new victim. But it's definitely truth or dare. And it's if you play truth or dare and you say dare, you become the next victim. So like it didn't it didn't really fit with this at all. I was really excited for nothing. Okay. Anyway, well, back was, to the rake. That was great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some stories talk about people waking up to see the rake sitting at the end of their bed, which honestly, these are the only ones where they potentially have a nugget of truth with them because like, this just sounds like people who have sleep paralysis right? For and, sure. you yes. know, knew about the rake. And so they attribute it to that. Survivors of the rake apparently also or often end up in asylums or they choose to end their own lives. So I don't know, that just seems unnecessary. And some claim that Slender Man gave the rake his powers. So there are Slender Man, the rake crossovers. That's news to me. <laughs> I read it in a couple places. <laughs> I also had read that. <laughs> the plot has thickened. <laughs> yeah. Something that was really interesting about the rake. Um, so this was created on, um, I believe it was, yeah, 4chan. <laughs> and so the whole time that they were creating this, they kind of like had a code name for this um, creation process and they were calling it Operation Crawler. Mm. And this was the early to mid 2000s. And ironically, I think that's the third time I've mentioned this, but this time I'm talking about the movie, not the book, but the <laughs> de the Descent came out in 2005. And that, oh. yeah, that features some creatures that have the same description as the rake. Yeah. And coincidentally, the creatures in that movie are called crawlers oh. so yeah it seemed to coincide with the release of that movie gotcha your movie reference was way better than mine <laughs> <laughs> i'm i'm so proud of you for doing such a good ted the cavers summary so <laughs> just go with that just hold on to that um <laughs> okay in the notes i did put a relevant TikTok to the rake story that you can both watch. Okay, that's just a video of me trying to find my friends at the bar. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> Somebody comments that's actually me coming home at 6 a.m. from the club. <laughs> yeah, I think I shared it uh, on like our Twitter account or something, and I was like, oh, sorry, you guys, I dropped an earring. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so it literally looks like a person who dropped something, and they're like... <laughs> That trying is to like look around in the dark and see what they find. Uh, that's what I. That's what I look like when I'm trying to find uh, the the stray dog poop that I know is like somewhere in the yard, but I don't quite know where it landed. Yeah, you're trying to walk through your kids' room at night and you're trying not to step on a Lego. Yeah, <laughs> that's 100 that. Uh, so anyway, I that video is sort of like, oh, could it be this? And like, I don't. There, all these videos are like that. I just thought that it was a good example although admittedly she's like at least at least calls upon skepticism a little bit honestly um, that's a lot more than what most of those videos do yes yes so this one was was not uh as infuriating as some of them are although she does call the rake cryptid and it's like no it's creepy pasta like it's not that's my biggest peeve yeah. with a rake. <laughs> it is not a cryptid right cryptids are supposed to be 
animals, like actual animals, not like supernatural. Yeah. It's just, it's anyway, whole thing. Don't, don't worry about that. (laughs) This is a different thing. I also think it's funny that it came up with this video because again, like we said, like I remember seeing it and I was like, that's just somebody on uh infrared night camera video like looking for something in a parking lot or something or it's just like somebody faking and they're wearing like a morph suit or whatever to to appear weird but the other thing that was like she brought up was she's like oh it doesn't have a shadow and it's like well it's nighttime lydia like why would it have a shadow (laughs) i love that It's nighttime, Lydia. (laughs) Her name's Lydia. (laughs) So anyway, uh, yeah, I, I, these are, these are the types of things you're going to get exposed to some, some current internet folklore videos tonight, Paige. She should be excited. You're seeing what the kids are seeing these days. (laughs) Okay. You're so, so lucky. So lucky <laughs> that you, am that so you lucky. have me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do we have any other thoughts on the rake before we move on? Or just like in general on sort of like the various creepypasta monsters and that realm? Because we're sort of going to move outside of that a little bit now. I guess my biggest um, issue with these monsters is that kind of like going back to the morality thing. Mm-hmm. Um I think a really good villain is a villain that you understand their needs um, Mm -hmm. or understand their motivation. And you don't really understand the motivation with these creatures. And I think that might be a shift in our, like what we perceive as horror these days. Um, Because like we are just met with tragedy after tragedy with no, it seems like there's no rhyme or reason to it. And I think these things sort of reflect those cultural anxieties of, you know, there is like, there's just, isn't a reason for everything. Some things are just evil. And uh, yeah, that's my two cents on it. That is incredibly insightful. I totally like, yeah. Like again, again, I go back to like moral panics throughout history. We're, we're trying to, yeah. Like that's the whole thing with horror. You're trying to like contextualize or like, sort of put your fear into something else and that that horror movies tend to reflect what's happening at the time and so like you get you know in times like this obviously you get like a lot of zombie movies and like apocalypse movies but these where it's like yeah you don't know the creature's motivation you don't know where it came came from like a lot of it is like sometimes there's morality tied to it but like Sometimes it's just sort of like random violence, but it's like, well, how much of that have we been experiencing for the last 20 years? It's like every fucking day. (laughs) There's a different news story. (laughs) Right. Like, it's just a testament to how desensitized we've come to all of this. Yeah. 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 Or you're just kind of like, yeah. Wow. This just got really heavy for me. (laughs) (laughs) Ah! We always we always find our way here. Wait, we always find our way to yeah, like the darkest <laughs> timeline of the episode. So <laughs> you've just you've brought us there. <laughs> like with ghosts, there's usually a tragedy, like the broken heart, and like yeah, it's like a, yeah. a horrific way to reconcile somebody dying of a broken heart or taking yeah. their own life or victim of a murder. With vampires, it was like a testament to giving into temptation and, and lust. And then now it's just evil for the sake of evil. And yeah, I don't know which is more terrifying. 
Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I totally think you're right, though, that, like, a lot of this and how popular it is, like, I, I'm i sure that there's some sort of, like, psychology, no, psychiatry, PhD to be written about, like, how kids deal with, like, the threat of random violence in their everyday lives, like, in their schools and stuff, and whether, yeah. like, sort of these creatures that have emerged and become popular or, like, these internet folklore ideas is related to... Yeah, them trying to, like, deal with that fear or anxiety in their everyday life. And I think it also, um, the fact that these things are so human-like but not quite human, yeah. not, not only is that, like, an uncanny valley kind of thing, but it's also, again, going back to unexplained evil, um, yeah. h- how could a being do this? Like, there's yeah. n- no way this thing is an actual creature. Like, things can't really be that evil, and so it kind of takes on the shape of, you know, it's like us, but it's not us. Like, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I really like symbolism. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, don't now be sorry. Here's what you said you were uh, an English major, right? Yeah, I did yeah. um I did my entire senior uh capstone project on the evolution of horror from the Victorian era to Look present day. So we're telling you things that you are already an expert on. <laughs> Not an expert. <laughs> Well, more expert than us. (laughs) Oh, that's so cool. Okay. Well, I mean, that just made my brain explode. (laughs) I appreciate it. Okay. Anyway, so we're going to talk about a few other things that are, I don't know, sort of outside of the creepypasta realm or like are more recent than the creepypasta stories. Although I'm sure they show up on the creepypasta website at this point. Did I look? No, I didn't. So here we are. (laughs) But one big one that I would like, I don't know. I don't really know how to categorize it, but I wanted to talk about it some on here, but we're coming back to like this idea of whatever is going on in Appalachia, (laughs) which like strongly (laughs) potentially features like feral people. There's this whole not deer thing, which is page is like, you see a deer, but like, it's not actually a deer. It's a not deer. So it's some sort of like creature that's stalking you. It's a not deer? A not deer. I don't know. If, yeah. it's. But it is a deer though, right? I mean, it's a deer. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to watch some videos. We'll okay, go okay. to the clips very soon. <laughs> Whatever else they claim is out there. This is the perfect segue to watch some of the clips. I can't. I think the last one is the not deer one. I have seen a lot of deer in my life. (laughs) So he's claiming this is a cryptid because it's a deer with a slightly longer neck. Right. I mean, yeah, obviously. This is dumb. And there's so many videos like this. I'm like, wait, there are multiple videos about this not being a deer or like other deer not being. Yeah, there are like other not deer videos. There are probably thousands of not deer videos. Yeah, it's a whole niche. Like, it's weird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, All right. people are, it's the weirdest thing. I have no idea where it came from, but like you can even look at the tags on his videos, like Appalachia, uh, cryptids. Um, but it, yeah, it's this whole thing. Like these are all the things that it's tied to and like that it's a deer. It's a deer. It's, a deer. it's not even a weird looking Here's deer, the thing. honestly. I've seen a lot of deer in my life <laughs> and that looks just like a deer. <laughs> Surprise! 
It's a deer. It's a deer. Yeah. And like any time that I've seen someone post one that's like slightly weird looking or like maybe is moving in a weird way, it's like, well, that is an ill deer. Like that's a deer yeah. that probably has um uh wasting disease or whatever, like whatever the deer mad cow yeah. is that they can get. Yeah, and they get brain parasites. Yeah. Like Yeah. Yeah. So it's like yeah, it's just a very sick deer at the end of its life. So yeah. I just can't get over the long neck explanation being like why it's a cryptid. Like my cousin has a long neck, but I still consider him human. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, That's I very kind you of you, like, Tyson. Next Thanksgiving to be like, are you actually a person? Because are you actually person? awfully long? <laughs> Living in Eastern Ohio, I've seen a lot of people. <laughs> This is this is definitely a not cousin. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway. <laughs> Amazing. These are the rules of Appalachia, which it's like it's a whole thing. And so like some of them are, I guess to summarize, are like you heard something say your name like no you didn't and you're not supposed to whistle at night you are not supposed to look out your windows at nighttime <laughs> what are the this other is ones news to me i apparently suck as an appalachian <laughs> yeah if you hear voices in the woods no you didn't don't whistle don't stare at anything that's staring back at you <laughs> <laughs> Which okay. I mean, like, I don't know, there's some weirdo watching me in the woods. Like, I want him to know. I know you're out there. Don't look in the trees. Like, <laughs> I have lived in the woods, like literally lived in a house in the middle of the woods. Uh-huh. I've had a few stare downs with some deer. Um, <laughs> that they, they might have deer. not been deer. Uh-huh. <laughs> How long That's did you a- say their necks were? <laughs> um... <laughs> Not quite alpaca length. <laughs> okay. okay. It could have been, been a deer. <laughs> okay. Anyway. <laughs> um, yeah. It, yeah. They're just, they're just ridiculous things. And it's like, let alone, like, again, you live in the area. Just, it's not, I don't think people are actually doing this. I have no idea. Or like, they're only doing it because the internet has convinced them that they should do it. Uh, and some of them are just absurd. Like people go camping and hiking and backpacking like along the Appalachian trail. And like, nobody's talking about like creatures in the woods or anything. Can I just say that? Like, I mean, unless it's an animal where there are like specific rules about how to act around them. If you feel like you're being stalked by a person, I maybe like wouldn't recommend that you don't run from them. Yeah, that's one of the other rules is like, yeah, you're not supposed to run from stuff in the woods. And it's like, like, if someone is like stalking you or going to harm you in some way, like running might be a good idea. Yeah, (laughs) unless this is like some sort of like bastardized, like fucked up bear safety thing that's like like, (laughs) telephoned into being like, just don't run. Just don't run. (laughs) Anyway. So we can sort of skip back here in the notes. But Tyson, like you said, you live at least Appalachia, 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 I don't know, uh, adjacent. Or would you say you live 
like in it. <laughs> so like, I'm not like in the mountains, but my region is still considered Appalachia. Okay. Um, the, this Southeastern Ohio, the landscape is more similar to West Virginia than yeah. the rest of Ohio. Yeah. It's, it's not flat farmland. It's very hilly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, like it, there are so many podcasts and YouTube channels and TikTok accounts that are dedicated to Appalachian folklore. And I think some of it has been around for a long time and like our stories that are getting passed down. And like, it sort of sounds like some of it might've been inspired by native folklore from the region, but like, what would you say? I don't know. Do you feel like it's changed via the internet or like, what's your impression of like where these things are coming from? (laughs) Well, I mean, Appalachia is actually, it's a very, very diverse region. Mm -hmm. I mean, it it spans hundreds of miles. Um, So, I mean, like the folklore is going to vary region by region. Mm -hmm. Um, Where I grew up, there really wasn't any of this folklore um, at all. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people that talk about Appalachian folklore, for example, will mention things called haints, like some kind of malicious Mm -hmm. spirit. Um, I never heard of that until I I was an adult on the internet. Um, (laughs) So, and and it's not to say that it was made up or like it, I'm just saying that it's not, it's specific to certain areas. It's not just, yeah. Um, But as far as like the internet has really just taken the Appalachian stereotypes mm-hmm. and just really turned it on its head for the sake of likes and and views. But like like you mentioned earlier um, in our notes, like Deliverance is a huge movie that contributed <laughs> yeah. to the, the hillbilly stereotypes. Mm-hmm. But then even in more recent memory, like um, the original Hills Have Eyes, it's not Appalachian, but it still focuses on these these backwoods kind of yeah. uh, hillbilly redneck cannibals. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have the movie Wrong Turn in the early 2000s, which is the same thing. What really bothers me about movies like this is that being somebody that lives in a rural region, you are considered the other. It just encapsulates this whole idea of demonizing people that don't conform to the tradition of the rest of the society that they happen to live mm-hmm. like next to. I mean, life in Appalachia is very different. Um, I mean, it's not like night and day difference, but it's different enough for people to other the people that live there. Right. I will never forget the first time I got out of Appalachia as a kid and somebody started making fun of my accent and I made a conscious decision to change the way that I speak. And now that's just the way that I speak. Um, I used to have a little bit more of a twang in my voice. Um, (laughs) But as far as like origins for the cannibalism thing, the only thing that I can really think of is in the mid 1800s, there was a serial killer slash cannibal that lived in the hills of Kentucky. Oh, no. Yep, Levi Boonhelm. Um, he, <laughs> the Wikipedia page, um, granted, I didn't go beyond the Wikipedia page, <laughs> but it said that he um, mostly only um, engaged in cannibalism out of necessity, but sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like most of the time it was because yeah. he had to, but sometimes just for funsies. <laughs> Yeah, like I mean, if he was busy and couldn't make it into town or something, like yeah, he would he would engage in cannibalism. Um, 
<laughs> but I guess there are also cases of him seeking people out specifically Ooh. to consume them. Um, so I think that might have been like he might have become a boogeyman kind of figure in that yeah. aspect. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of just transcended. Yeah. It, it makes me wonder because some of the people who are making like these podcasts, these various videos and stuff, like say that they're from the region and in that way, I guess I could see it as sort of like reclaiming the identity of the area or like being able to control the identity because like you're the one telling the stories versus, I don't know, versus like the negative stereotypes that are shown in movies like Deliverance or whatever. But yeah, I don't know. Or maybe there's part of the problem. <laughs> it's unclear to me. It's very bizarre. The whole like... I don't know, like Appalachia is just a disadvantaged place that's relatively cut off from everywhere else, despite being right smack dab in the middle of the country. Well, not in the middle of the country, but um, I mean, a lot of areas really are just straight up cut off. And I think it just makes it an easy target, really. I mean, it's sort of like if you've seen the movie Annihilation, when they go into the shimmer, like Appalachia is the shimmer. Like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. It's right there, but it's different enough for you to look twice. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's an interesting cultural thing. And like, it's just, I I just feel like lately, like I've just been inundated with videos about, you know, various Appalachian rules for things and everything. And yeah, inevitably half of them are stitches from Aiden Mattis. And it's like, ugh, this guy again. <laughs> <laughs> I do like the idea of taking the narrative and reclaiming it. I do like that idea. Unfortunately, I feel like a lot of Appalachian creators or creators that just speak of Appalachia, um, they are just playing on the stereotypes for, you know, social media clout, Um, especially when it pertains to things like the whole feral cannibals living in Appalachia, which, yeah, seems to coincide with the uh, the feral cannibals and national park nonsense. Yeah, Um, (laughs) totally. (laughs) But like, here's my thing, like something that like had my gears turning was the feral cannibal and Appalachia being kind of like lumped in with like the rake and slender man and other yeah. internet lore, all of those things, like I mentioned earlier, evoke the uncanny Valley. Yeah. Right. So it's like, even though they're people, they're not people because they're engaging in cannibalism, but still, yeah. But to me, um, how the internet has like lumped all of these things together, it only just furthers the stereotype that Appalachian people are the other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. And it, it's really counterproductive to Appalachian culture and just the region yeah. as a whole. Like yeah. we've, we've already been kicked while we're down with, you know, the decimation of the coal industry. Yeah. And now rather than providing the manpower for the, the mining jobs, we are providing the setting for their horror movies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. Well, and uh, yeah, I mean, just from, like you said, from like an, economic standpoint it's like well all the money at least used to be made although i doubt that miners were ever paid that much by the coal mining industry and it's like yeah that's that's gone away and so like in more ways than one you know i think the area is like feeling left behind a little bit by the modern world but yeah it's not great that People are looking in from the outside and being like, oh, these are just a bunch of 
weirdos like not being able to look out their windows at night or whatever (laughs) yeah it's uh, (laughs) it's a whole thing but i mean you do have people on places like tiktok um youtube that are from appalachia and they do speak on the folklore but they speak about it in a very optimistic and positive way right they don't um, further the scary stereotypes. Yeah. What they, what they do is they see beautiful things and quirky things within the region, and they just sit there and talk about it. I think, at least we haven't seen it happen on a, a wide scale, but I think that does help local communities. Um, like, for example, Flatwoods, West Virginia is home yeah. to the, the Flatwoods monster. Yeah. That town would be absolutely nothing. It would be a... <laughs> It would be a blip on a map if it was not for its legend of the Flatwoods Monster. They have a Flatwoods Monster Festival. People go there (laughs) year-round just to take pictures with the Flatwoods Monster statues and maybe even buy – like you can buy some of the statues too. So, I mean, like folklore has its role, you know, but folklore can also be a weapon too. Yeah. My goodness. Uh, okay. So we did rules of Appalachia. That's sort of all I had about that. I just, yeah, I, I figured you would have an interest, interesting perspective on all of it just because you actually live in the region. But yeah, all I kept thinking was like, why has anyone ever survived hiking the Appalachian Trail? <laughs> so like one thing I will say, like I instantly know that somebody is like bullshitting me when they're talking about scary things in Appalachia. Uh-huh. When now I want a disc- disclaimer. <laughs> I I do not believe in this myself. Okay. But if somebody's going to claim to be an expert on Appalachian cryptids and spooky goings on, and they uh-huh. don't bring up Bigfoot, oh. I I know they're full of shit because I can walk down the street right now and I know three people. <laughs> that have- <laughs> <laughs> that have claimed to see Bigfoot, but you don't see TikTokers talking about that because that's old news. Oh, um, yeah. Dang. So whatever. I mean, they're probably just seeing bears, but like, yeah, sure. It's still like when you're actually here, the scary things are different. The stories you tell around the folk or the the story <laughs> the, sto- the stories that you tell around the campfire are a lot different yeah like we have bigfoot stories um we have stories about cougars when they're supposed to be extinct nobody talks about that yeah and if i had a nickel for every time some <laughs> dude over the age of 50 that was drunk by a fire was telling me that he saw the ghostly chariot of a settler like that's what? another one yeah amazing so like it's just you know a lot of this folklore is just chronically online. When you actually get here, the things you actually hear about are entirely different. And I yeah. honestly, I think more interesting and they hearken back to the history and the environment a lot more yeah. Yeah. and they serve the area more justice than, you know, a deer with a long neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Side note, like that is what I'm afraid of in the woods, not deer with long necks, um, but is cougars and mountain lions. Like, I don't, yeah. I don't, worry about like i've been hiking in a lot of places that have bears or camping or whatever i don't worry about that that much big cats are scary big cats are scary (laughs) yeah and they they used to live here before they were hunted to extinction and now there's there have been confirmed sightings so i mean they're coming back and that is scary in and of itself like 
Yeah. I mean, they hunt people. <laughs> yeah. And then I really think like, if you've ever heard like a cougar scream, like if you look up the audio of that. Oh yeah. I mean, the scary things that people are hearing in the woods, they're probably hearing a cougar in heat. Yeah. yeah. I've heard um, foxes as well. It makes them pretty insane. Like screaming oh my gosh. noises. So. Yes. <laughs> like there's this field across from my house and we have a pack of coyotes yeah. that come out and it, you never get used to the way a pack of coyotes sound. It is surreal. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's sort of the thing, though. It's like there's plenty of stuff in the woods that people would naturally be afraid of. So there's so much of it where I feel like people are like, oh, I felt like I was being watched or I heard noises or yeah, you whatever. Probably it's were. like, yeah, like it was probably <laughs> just an animal, like maybe not necessarily hunting you, but like sure. they're, you're just, you're meant, you're like, evolutionarily that's i don't know if that's a word but we're going to use it like <laughs> predisposed to be afraid of the dark woods and the noises going on in it and want to find like shelter and safety so you know this it's it is what it is <laughs> yeah it's like it's a universal fear that we all had at one point for good reason yeah. and so it's just something we can all relate to whether it's around a fire or on a social media app <laughs> yeah yeah which to be fair like i criticize a lot of the things that show up on tiktok because i think they're some of them are just like very very silly and people are very gullible in the comments oh absolutely but, <laughs> like but like i still it's still fun to see a good creepy video that's like sort of mysterious um yeah i didn't have a lot to say about the next two things just to just as we're wrapping up, but uh SCPs, which for the life of me, I can't remember what it stands for. Secure, contain, protect. Secure, Secure contain, protect. Okay. Wait, I think let me double check. <laughs> let me double check. <laughs> I said that so confidently. You did. You've got to be right. Oh my gosh. Okay, what does that stand for? Yeah. Okay. Secure, contain, protect. Yeah. Okay. So these are, again, one of those, like, the people writing these and participating and, like, reading them and all this stuff, but, like, they know that they're not real. Like, that's, but like, you're supposed to, like, just, you know, you're supposed to pretend that, like, you actually think they're real, I think. I don't know. It's, it's unclear. But, yeah. So they're, they're, again, sort of, like, I don't know. What, what would we call it? Tyson, you know more about it, I'm sure. <laughs> Um, to be honest, I don't know all that much about um, SCP. I do know it's I, I believe it's some kind of government, like a fictional government um, yeah, okay. organization. And they secure, contain or protect these horrible creatures that exist in our world that they keep the public from knowing about. Oh, um, okay. Some of yeah, some of them um, like the things that they can do range from, I don't know, giving you health issues to taking over the universe um <laughs> in, the, in the notes I, it's it's kind of like a, a monster of the week kind of like x-files yeah, F. yeah it's like if you take x-files and mix it with pokemon it's like <laughs> that's the best way to describe scp in my opinion <laughs> 
Yeah, but it is like the one that I don't know why I haven't spent more time like looking it up because it is the one that sounds like the most fun because I think I've heard it described like that before where it's sort of like a little bit Pokemon, a little bit yeah. <laughs> X-Files or Men in Black or whatever. <laughs> or if you've ever watched the movie um, Cabin in the Woods, the satirical horror movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a good way to think about it, too, when they went into the underground base and there's all those scary creatures. Gotcha. Yeah, like they've got them all captured and cataloged or whatever. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. So apparently this is <laughs> this is a thing <laughs> that the kids are reading about these days. And like probably I also would have been were I younger. <laughs> hey, whatever makes kids read, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You do what you gotta do. If it's like weird, creepy stuff on the internet or I don't know, fan fiction. <laughs> fine uh okay um but anyway long story short i wanted to at least mention them because they are sort of important to like i don't know creepy stuff on the internet today uh the other thing is black-eyed children which we have done a whole episode on before so we don't have to spend a ton of time on it unless either of you had specific thoughts that you wanted to share but again like they're one of these things where this one even more so than some, like I think people believe are like a real phenomenon, but it's like, well, all of these, like all the stories came from the internet. Oh, <laughs> uh, the first encounter was in the nineties. It says 98 in Texas. Okay. But yeah, I mean, I, that you might be right that that may have been like the first documented one that like, maybe there were some like, yeah, I feel like I just, I remember there being like, like, no one talked about this until yeah that it's like creepy pasta it started to here. be a thing and yeah it was like clearly that the 1998 story had been like invented for the internet yeah you might be right i just can't find it yeah i just remember like us saying that like some of those stories were probably just like poor little kids running up to people's <laughs> doors and then people would be like oh god <laughs> yeah yeah mostly Shut i the was door. like <laughs> don't help them <laughs> Yeah, mostly I was like, this is ridiculous because it's like, it's probably just some like weird little kid with, yeah, like <laughs> they're in the dark or something. So their pupils are really dilated and these people are like, get off my porch. I'm getting my gun. Yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> forgot the one guy went and got a shotgun, right? <laughs> yeah. That was, that was multiple stories. Like yeah. the first move was like, I went and got my shotgun and it's like for a nine-year-old on your right. porch, like what is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. Let me reiterate, that is never the appropriate response when you see a child at your front yeah. door. You don't necessarily have to open your door, but like, just maybe call don't go the grab your shotgun. If you're worried about a strange kid on your porch. Something that I love about all the Black Eyed Children lore is out of everything we've talked about today, to me, the Black Eyed Children present the greatest moral dilemma out of all of them. Because. Oh, sure. Like, that's what I love about the Black Eyed Children is because, like, the creepy kid knocks on your door and uh, by all the accounts, you have this overwhelming feeling of dread, like, and your instincts are saying, don't let them in. But they're Mm -hmm. progressively becoming more angry to, like, let them in. It's very, like, vampire-esque. And it's sort of like, what would you do? Like, it's a child. Yeah. Yeah. Like, your, your instincts are saying, help the kid, but your instincts are also saying... That's not a GTFO, child. <laughs> right. Also yeah. not a deer, so. Yeah. <laughs> that kid's neck was way too long. I've seen a lot of children here in Wisconsin. And 
That is not a child. <laughs> oh my god. Can we, can we just start calling them not kids? Not kids. <laughs> ah, that's way better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, this is a theme with a lot of them. Something that's like human, but not quite human. And I'm totally with you that it's like, potentially whoever's coming up with these and especially today is like a way of yeah like sort of putting your fears of like random violence or like coming to terms with yeah with like humans being scary and violent is to like sort of project it into this not quite human thing so yeah yeah we just don't we don't want to believe in what we're actually capable of (sighs) (laughs) well with that thanks for having me (laughs) we loved it (laughs) normally we're we bring everybody down so it's good to have some support (laughs) okay uh yeah so thank you so much for joining us this was long so it's very late for you so i hope you don't have to get up for work early in the morning nope but can you just like do one more reminder of like username where people can find you anything else you want to share before we get out of here <laughs> yeah so um across um instagram and tiktok my username's the same it's tyson t-y-s-o-n unkempt u-n-k-e-m-p-t yeah, I have a YouTube channel that will hopefully become active soon. Um, it has, again, same username for that. If you search that username on YouTube, you will find my channel that has absolutely no videos. Excellent. But you <laughs> should go subscribe. <laughs> so that way, when the first video does come out, you are ready. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Subscribe, hit the notification bell, and you will be alerted when I finally get over to YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to say uh, that I had a lot of fun and it was nice officially, (laughs) well, sort of officially meeting you uh, after getting the chance to to read your listener story, which I think that was last year, right? That was 2021 that we did that one? Yeah. And actually on TikTok, I ended up doing an eight part video series where I went more in depth (gasps) with that story. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah. So get ready. Cause now I'm going to text them all to you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. All eight. <laughs> well, while we're talking about it, just another reminder to send your Halloween listener stories oh, our yeah. way. So we have other really fun stories to cover, uh, in our next Halloween episode. Yeah. But that wraps us up for episode 52 on Internet Urban Legends. If you like this episode, hit subscribe and share with a friend. You can find us on TikTok at Spooky Science, Twitter and Instagram at Spooky SciPod, Facebook at Spooky Science Sisters, and at our website, SpookySciencesisters.com. If you have any questions about previous topics or ideas for future episodes, email us at SpookySciencesisters at gmail.com. As always, thank you for listening and stay spooky. Spooky Science Sisters is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcasts Network. For more information or to check out other shows, please visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Did you guys hear about that couple that went on vacation and one spouse murdered the other? In fact, the entire vacation was planned 
just so that they could make the murder look like an accident. Ah, so like a slaycation. Oh boy, sounds like a fun new true crime podcast to me. On every episode of Slaycation, we'll examine true cases of people who were killed while on vacation. Was it murder? (coughs) Or just a horrible accident? (coughs) That's up to you and the law to decide. But either way, if you leave for your vacation in the plane and come home under the plane, you've definitely gone on a slaycation. Join us every week for a fascinating new episode. 911, what's your emergency? But make sure to pack your body bags because getting away can be murder. This is Slaycation. Slaycation.